Hello, Galaxy! Chris Perillo here, waving once again at a screen that you just cannot possibly see. Another thing you can't see is what I look like. Now, I, I know you probably recognize me or would recognize me because, let's face it, I don't think a random person is looking for Chris Perillo in a podcast form, at least. You have to know who you're looking for to know what you're listening to. This is me, Chris Perillo, and I look different today. I've got new glasses, new specs. People talk about specs all the time, right? It's all about the specs, right? Specs, 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 specs. I got new specs. My specs are teched out to the gills. No, I don't have some integrated microchip or something crazy like that. I don't have to recharge my glasses. I've got this anti-reflective coating that effectively repels blue light that may be emitted from screens. So hopefully my uh, eye fatigue uh, won't be as dramatic as it's been in the past. Not that it's, it's been a problem for me, but uh, when it came time to getting a new prescription, I said, yeah, I, I work in front of a lot of computer screens. I intend on working on you know computer screens indefinitely. So I thought having the feature built into the glasses would be uh, fantastic. So they look nice. I like them. They're different uh, slightly. Uh, they're a little taller than I would have preferred. And shorter is, is fine. Uh, they're a little more round than I think I would have preferred. Uh, but they're black, solid black. I like that. Um, and they're clean. So the next time you see me, uh, I may look different to you. Don't adjust your screen unless, of course, it needs to be adjusted. And it may need to be adjusted. But don't adjust your audio dial, because that doesn't need to be adjusted right now. Thank you for tuning in. I am simulcasting this podcast live on my Twitch profile. Twitch.tv slash Chris Perillo is where you can and should go to listen to me record the podcast, to watch me record the podcast. And you may be thinking, well, Chris, why would I watch you record a podcast? Like, that's that's crazy, because I'm listening to the podcast. I can listen to the podcast. Why would I tune in live? Why would I go over to Twitch.tv slash Chris Perillo, if I can say it right, and, and potentially sub to you on Twitch so I get access to the uh, Discord chat? You know, why would I sub to you on Twitch outright? Doesn't that cost $5 a month? Yeah, it does. But, you know, don't you think a podcast worth at least $5 a month for me? Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Maybe you'd rather be a sub for free. Well, you can be a sub for free if you connect your Amazon Prime account to your Twitch account. So you can support me and do it for free with money that you're already spending. How does that sound like a Does that sound like a deal? Okay, so... You should have tuned in live to tonight's recording because three minutes in to the first podcast recording, which started out amazing, I thought, uh, I had to re-record the video, uh, audio, in the same stream. Sorry, I'm not recording a video. The video that I'm simulcasting will be deleted after this podcast is recorded. But effectively, I, 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 I pulled a blooper by reading Fucho the Clown's Handle, only not pronouncing it the way it should be pronounced. I had to be careful because the last thing I want to be is flagged for explicit language in this podcast. I'm someone who throws around swear words left and right. Not everybody does. I try to keep these things as family-friendly as possible. So thank you, Fucho the Clown. I said it, quote-unquote, right that time because I don't want to re-record the podcast and I'm not a fan of editing the podcast either. I don't like editing. It's, it's not my favorite thing to do with my life. Like, if you were to ask me on my deathbed, is there anything you regret? I, I'd say yes. All that time I spent editing audio and video files. Not a fan. I'm a fan of talking. So I'm going to continue to talk and be a human being with the uhs and the ums and the es and the as and whatever other sound I happen to emit during the course of of this half hour. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being a sub if you are. 
Maybe you're a patron. Uh, maybe you're like David uh, Stevens, who's been a super chatter of mine for the TLDR broadcasts for quite some time. Uh, and I say quite some time. We've been doing it for a few weeks. Uh, but uh, David finally became a patron, uh, one of us, I would say a super patron, really. Uh, and thank you, David, for your support. So he was able to, to join, join Discord chat immediately. Discord chat, open 24-7. You never know what people are going to talk about in there. You can join the conversation, start a conversation, hang out in a relatively safe environment. Uh, it's really, you know, kind of become the core part of our community. You know, it's, it, it's, it's something to, to be said when you connect with people on Twitter or Facebook or YouTube or even on Twitch in chat. But I don't know, to me, the Discord chat is really, I think, the core basis of, of, of what I believe is a, is a core community model. I'm sending things and posting things and sharing things uniquely to people who are in the Discord chat, uh, you know, sometimes sending, sending them things ahead of time, letting them know about things ahead of time. It's really a, a solid foundation for a community. So thank you for doing what you do uh, so that I can do what I do. Uh, thanks especially to the patrons and uh, the subs getting all the values. I did just record a TLDR broadcast, a live TLDR broadcast, talking a lot today about the Pixel 2 versus the Pixel 2 XL screens specifically and how I'm leaning towards one more than the other. Uh, with a lot of reviews being released today, my Pixels are on route. Can't wait for them to get here. It is Pixel Week. This is what I'm calling it. I'm adopting this as an idea. It is Pixel Week. I have a lot of people who are in chat uh, who are tuned into TLDR and rolled over into the Twitch stream, and I appreciate that. Uh, we, we've got a, a few questions in the stack, including one from Fucho the Clown. <clears throat> I have two questions, he says. You touched on one already in TLDR, but wondered if you could dive deeper in the podcast if time allows. How do you plan to integrate the Pixel 2 into your current workflow and ecosystem? Two, do you think developers could mitigate any incidental touches on the bezel-less screens and software, similarly the way they do in laptops with palm rejection? Uh, so one, uh, my integration is, see, honestly, it, it's going to be looking at a Pixel 2 as an all-out replacement to an iPhone 8 Plus. And that's how I'm going to approach it. Not as, uh, you know, an iPhone 8 Plus on a Google Pixel, but you know, accommodating what the Google Pixel has to provide in terms of hardware and software together for how it works and how, how it is. And that was something that I did touch upon in TLDR. One of my biggest recommendations, especially for someone who is looking to switch from one platform to the other, is never try to treat that new platform like it was the old one. Never try to make that new platform work like the old one because it will be an impediment to your experience. That's something I learned eons ago, going all the way back to my days of going in between a, a Palm OS device and a, a Pocket PC OS device. I would try to get the Palm device to work like the Pocket PC when inevitably I was like, well, why am I dealing with Palm? I should just be using a Pocket PC. That's what it came down to. So inevitably you, you've got to deal with the platforms and deal with their strengths and their drawbacks. There's no perfect uh, uh, ecosystem, but my plan to accommodate is to effectively wonder if I could use it daily and it'll happen pretty quickly. Like I'll get things going and get things set up, get things moving, get things driving and, and, and then start, you know, uh, you know, uh, um, you know, adding things and, and moving things around and, and tweaking to my liking. But at the same time, I may, for the immediate future, leave my iPhone just 
sitting there, not doing side-by-sides or anything. I'll get to that. Don't worry. But, uh, you know, effectively ignoring the iPhone. And that to me is, 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 is the plan because that would be the ultimate workflow. Uh, I plan on recording a, a video with the Pixel 2 pretty much almost immediately, with the, specifically with the front-facing camera, which I do believe has a slightly wider angle, which is great uh, because I do a lot of this, uh, you know, video right now on YouTube, specifically with the iPhone camera, which has been, you know, absolutely outstanding. Uh, you know, as far as use, and I don't think I've I've seen a single complaint uh, with that. Two, he says, uh, and, and thank you again, Fucho, for uh, being a sub of mine. Uh, do you think developers could mitigate any incidental touches on the bezel-less screens and software? Uh, yes, is the answer to that question. I think Apple's done a pretty tremendous job and, 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 and could continue to improve upon that. Google would need to, I think, assert that kind of experience at the uh, the platform level. Because, you know, there are certain modifications that were done with the Pixel in relation to its screen and its software experience. So I, I think it may come down to the phone manufacturer. I'd like to see that happen at, at the Android level because I think a lot, of more man, a lot more manufacturers are going to be dealing with that as a problem. Um, but it's anybody's guess. Yes, they can. And absolutely, yes, they should. There's no doubt in my mind. Uh, CamiCat86 asked the question, best hot sauce? I'm a fan of Valentina. Valentina through and through. Love the flavor. Not black label. Yellow la- yellow label. That was a tongue twister. Wasn't intending that. But uh, I, uh, I, uh, I love it. I, I, I love the flavor. And it, it also, as I mentioned in TLDR, has helped with other uh, health issues that I've had. Hot sauce actually helped. It was, it was a miracle worker for me. CamiCat86 also asked in Discord chat, uh, how do you deal with cravings when changing your lifestyle? I don't. I deal with them. If I crave something, I generally will eat it. I have not craved anything that I have not eating, eaten, I guess, in the interim, if I said that correctly. It, it, I, I've, I've craved coffee, and I've satisfied that craving. I have had a sip of coffee, though I've largely quit. I've you know, moved to um, you know, a tea, like thicker teas, like a tea chino, and finding a right flavor profile that has accommodated that, uh, you know, uh, uh, that I missed, that I might have missed. But generally speaking, the best way to satisfy a craving is to satisfy it. Don't go with a workaround. It's kind of like, you know, how I talked about operating systems just a few minutes ago. Like, don't, you, you can't replace coffee. Coffee's coffee. You'll find something else that you like that can satisfy that craving enough. Um, you know, I, I, I don't feel I've denied myself in a whole food plant-based lifestyle at all. You know, in, in terms of what I might miss or what I might love, uh, you know, and that's, that's God's honest truth. I'm very happy with the, the decision that, uh, that I made for sure. And I know that not everybody's going to necessarily make uh, that uh, decision outright, but uh, that's uh, uh, that's something I think we all have to deal with, right? You got to learn your own body. You got to you got to master your own body. There's a lot of science involved too. I mean, you, you know, we want to talk about tech. You know, tech and science go hand in hand. I think health and science go hand in hand. A lot of people ignore the science because science doesn't always taste like you want it to taste, or doesn't have the texture that you'd like to like it to have. But you you know you just gotta you gotta roll with the punches. Uh, uh, David uh, Stevens uh, asks if I still take call-ins via Anchor. David, thanks again for, for, for joining Discord there after being a wonderful super chatter on YouTube for the live streams. Uh, so my answer to that question is yes, I do have call-ins. I do have the, the ability to take call-ins, but uh, I'm not using the Anchor app to record outright. This is something that I still want to do, but you can still call in. I just I'm not going to take questions right now. When, 
you know, inevitably I put Anchor on the new Pixel, what I may do is just play back a call-in on my iPhone, let's say, and then play it back during one of these live broadcasts. But yes, once that happens, I think a lot of uh, people, a lot of supporters will be calling into the podcast, uh, assuming that, uh, you know, you listen to the podcast uh, outright as someone who just watches on YouTube or, or Twitch. Yeah, and get you get fun bonuses that uh, you no, don't normally get in a recorded podcast. You know, you never know what, what's going to happen when it happens live. You, you, you just, you never really know. <laughs> That's all I can say about that. Uh, and, and of course, you know, uh, I, I appreciate being able to answer questions as they come in uh, during the, uh, um, the, 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 the various platforms during these uh, live broadcasts. I'm also very happy to see a lot of active subs in, in Twitch. That's not something that I was used to seeing when I was doing Twitch originally a year ago when I was live streaming Battlefront gameplay. Though I am going to be doing a Battlefront 2 gameplay, I'll be live streaming that uh, most likely on the uh, Star Wars Radar YouTube channel for a lot of reasons. Uh, so if it's, it's going to be pretty much Star Wars uh, game channel, I think. And, and of course, Star Wars videos in, in general. But I'm very, very, uh, very excited about that. My uh, Battlefront 2 exclusive Inferno Squad figures are on route. <laughs> that was the first shipping notification I think I got yesterday. And then today, the the notification that the pixels were shipping. Uh, very, very excited for those figures. Uh, very excited. I got two, of course. One I'm going to keep in the box. One I'll open. Skycop70, uh, someone who's normally in Discord, uh, but also, of course, a sub on Twitch, says, what's the percentage of the number of the same apps between Apple App Store and Google App Store? I'm not sure what it comes down to. T to me, it, it's down to usable apps or apps that I would want to use. Can I find an equivalent, right? So, you know, I, I was noticing that I was pretty impressed with the iOS 11 beta 1, or sorry, iOS 0.1 beta 3 Compass app. And I, I'm saying that because that's when I really noticed it. I really like some of the changes they've made. Hell, I like having the, the Compass indicator in the, the, the camera app now on iOS. It's nice to have, especially when I'm, when I'm taking an overhead shot and want to be flush and even in parallel. Uh, so I was like, well, you know, I've never really used the Compass app, I guess, but I wonder what kind of Compass apps are on Android. And I found a few. They, they, they would be serviceable if I needed a Compass app. I don't know if I'd be willing to pay for one outright. But, the, you know, there are plenty, uh, uh, you know, of equivalent apps that could work. So while there may not be the exact one on both platforms, like the Star Wars app, let's say, for argument's sake, you know, you can usually find one that works well enough for your needs. And I don't know what the answer to that question is because I, I haven't I've haven't asked for recommendations of alternatives outright. Like for example, Corey Moore twenty three, uh, who of course is a supporter, a patron as well as a Twitch uh, uh, sub, uh, says no TV on Google Play. TV is spelled T E E V E E, and on iOS it's it's a fantastic little app, very clean, uh, designed very well. Tells you when uh, 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 one of the TV shows that you want to watch is about to air. Uh, and then the, the next uh, the next episode that's going to be available if they know uh, when it's going to be available. So it's it's a nice little app. Uh, I don't know if there is a, a viable equivalent. I'd imagine there's got to be something out there on Android that would do something very similar. Or even being able to ask your Google Assistant on Android, hey, when is the next Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode going to air? Hey, when is the next episode of uh, The Orville going to be on? You know, a, you know, asking it questions, and it may very well have the answer or be able to surface data uh, from, uh, from a web search. Sysnerd in Discord chat asks, doing anything special for Halloween with Jedi? Well, 
Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if we've a- a- got an answer to that question. Uh, I don't know if we're going to trick-or-treat uh, or if we're just going to host trick-or-treating. Uh, it, it just kind of depends uh, on, on the weather uh, for the most part. But uh, uh, Jedi did ask me to uh, dress like Finn, so I ordered the Finn jacket from ThinkGeek, and I'm probably going to return it because it's it's like cardboard with sandpaper. It is the worst-feeling thing ever. Luckily, it was half off. But I'm going to return it. I, I, I'm, Diana, I think, is going to wash it, but uh, I, I am, I'm absolutely going to return it. I don't want to wear that jacket. Um, I have to find a long sleeve black shirt in order for it to work properly and I, so that I don't have to feel the jacket on my skin. Oh, it's so nasty. Um, so I'll probably go to a, a thrift store to find that. And then I also have to find black pants to go with the, the fin jacket. I don't know what kind of shoes I'm going to wear um, because I don't wear uh, a leather uh, anymore. But uh, I'm I'm very much uh, uh, you know uh, needing to put that costume together very soon, but we'll see what happens, sis nerd. Camicat eighty six comes in uh, Discord chat with another question: Could you ever see yourself moving off YouTube and going to Twitch for everything? Uh, you know I'd I'd say never say never, but uh, you know I I. Uh, I I, I, I don't want to say no, and I don't want to say yes. My feeling is I, I think there's a way to do it cross-platform. I think there's a way to make things work. Like, for example, the Twitch stream that I set up and the, the Twitch profile largely set, uh, you know, unused for the longest time. And then I was like, well, wait a minute. I can I can do Twitch subs, and, and they get access to Discord chat. Well, I'd like to do that. And I can encourage patrons to join Discord chat. Now we've got, like, hang on, let me check. Give me a second. I will check. I'll synchronize the server settings. And by the way, if you can't get into Discord chat uh, from a, a, tw- a Twitch subscription, A, you have to wait an hour for it to synchronize, or B, you may have to disconnect and reconnect your Discord account from your, your Twitch account, just in troubleshooting. 92 subscribers as of about uh, an hour ago. Subscribers from Twitch. That doesn't even include the patrons, and that was about an hour ago. Uh, so... We're almost at 100 subs on Twitch, which to me is outstanding. I, when am I going to stop? When we get, I'm never, <laughs> for one, I'm never going to stop. I would love to see a 1,000 subscribers on Twitch. Is that going to happen? I believe so. If we just keep moving along, if we just keep going, and, and, and if I'm able to provide the things for you that you want to you wanna hear, but does that mean that I should stop streaming on YouTube? I don't think so, because there's a community there who enjoys YouTube more than Twitch. So... I can I can create the best of both worlds really. The the video that I'm recording or streaming is going to be deleted. The only thing that'll be kept effectively is just this uh this audio file. So I'm optimizing everything for audio production if you will. Uh and and that's uh you know a, a, again an opportunity that I I hadn't considered doing until I started thinking like well how can I use Twitch? Oh, not just for subs in Discord but I could also stream the podcast because then I can take questions and then I can engage a community and re-engage that community, you know, in, in, a, in, a, in a different way. And, and doing it right after TLDR really works because some people tune in for TLDR, the live broadcast at youtube.com slash trying to do that every day. Uh, and then it flows into something else that just, again, reinforces that community uh, experience. And uh, I, I enjoy doing it. I, I've always enjoyed doing live uh, more so than, than edited stuff, obviously. But that's a, a, a real, uh, you know, a, a real process that you have to go through. And sometimes it's just down to experimentation. But I don't think I could, uh, I don't think I could, uh, you know, readily move off of one platform to another until I thought it was un, uh, un, 
uh, unusable at, at a certain stage. And, you know, some people I think have gone that direction. I'm not sure I'd be inclined to outright. I think there's still an extreme value to using YouTube. And honestly, I, I think the subscribers have come back and, and we've got a new base of, of users on YouTube. We grew by about 7,000 subs on YouTube uh, over the past uh, over the past month. I'm very happy about that. Makes me kind of sad that I don't know if I'm going to be getting an iPhone 10. I'm not going to do it unless I've got a way to pay for it outright uh, as a review unit. We've got the uh, the device fund. Go to tagjag.com slash device fund. I've also talked to a local entrepreneur who's got a, a service that could help make it easier for crowdfunding devices to get them ahead of time. So I have a feeling the only way I'm going to do the iPhone 10 is if the community crowdfunds it. <laughs> we'll see. Corey Moore 23 uh, mentions... Uh, found TV time on Android, sort of similar TV time. So there's a recommendation potentially for everybody. I, I, I haven't looked uh, you know, too, uh, too deeply at, at a lot of these options as of yet. Uh, David Stevens asks if I could do an event on the East coast. I, you know, I, I, I think inevitably it will happen, but I think it'll, it'll come in, in line with a startup that I'm working on, uh, that have been a part of for a couple of years. You haven't heard much about it, but I'm basically parlaying my experience as a content producer and as what they call an influencer to benefit other, as they call them, influencers and other creators. The startup's going to be an influencer marketing solution. And I'm basically a co-founder of a startup that has yet to launch, but I'm specifically a creator advocate inside the startup. Uh, creator advocate, of, of course, is going to be having a weekend workshop uh, here in Seattle in November. That's the plan. Uh, but that is is more for the people who see what I do and then wonder how they can do the same thing or, or answering questions for fellow creators is somewhat different than you know interacting with this community, which is uh, let's face it, you know, really geeky, you know, likes the the the, the nerdier things in life, specifically around technology, and I think we have tangential uh, car conversations around that too. I'm prone to do that, being Chris Perillo, uh, but it really satisfies another part of my career. Uh, yes, I produce content. Yes, I talk about tech, but I think there's there's a, a part of me that's satisfied in talking about the craft and the trade that I can't necessarily do with this particular audience. Uh, that's a completely different audience, and creatoradvocate.com has basically got a separate podcast. If you are interested in that side of things, you can join creatoradvocate.com. I don't talk about it much here because it's not I don't think it's relevant to 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 the the, the flow of conversation or, or or really the the needs that I see from a lot of the people who have uh followed me uh, from this point. Big crazy man one uh, another sub in Twitch says would you rather have a huge amount of support in a super chat or support your device fund if I can only choose one? Me, if you were to ask me, don't fun I mean if you had a choice, I like the super chats more and here's why. Number one, when you do a super chat, it encourages others to do the same thing. And that is very helpful in a circumstance where we do a TLDR right now and we're lucky, just like a podcast, we're lucky to get a thousand listeners. We're lucky to get a thousand viewers to the average TLDR broadcast. I mean, in totality, it doesn't, it doesn't have a huge base or it doesn't have a huge amount of viewers right now. That's still going to take a, t a lot of time to build for a lot of different reasons. So we can't necessarily generate a lot of revenue with ads. The thing that pulls us through TLDR is Super Chat. And so when you Super Chat, it gives other people 
the, the reinforcement and the behavior, usually it takes the one time to do it that they see it and they see it in, in the Discord chat if Liz posts a screenshot. They see it on the YouTube page like, wow, I can get my question elevated. And when you encourage that kind of behavior, it's, it's reinforcing and then it becomes a circle. So if you ask the choice, that's what I would say. A device fund is, is there and gone, but I think that is, is a deeper value to me. Number one, because you may have something valid to add to the conversation. Number two, because you may have a question. I mean, it's not really... Uh, you know, some people, you know, have to decide one or the other, but that, that would be what it would boil down to uh, for me because I like, the, I would treasure the interactivity uh, and engagement more so than I would treasure the device, despite, you know, how it, it how it came uh, to be in my hands. It was a, that was a solid question. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate you asking that because it's normally something that I, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't asked or wouldn't, uh, wouldn't be asked that I could see. A uh, long time viewer says, I'm Sammy. Uh, great to see you streaming in Twitch as well. Thank you. Hopefully you're in the Discord chat. Uh, if, you, if you've known me for some time, uh, you can join. Be a sub. I can't tell what your avatar is on uh, Twitch. They've got certain uh, icons, and I can't figure all those things out. There's so many things to figure out. I'm a Twitch noob. But thank you to the 50-some-odd viewers. That's more than I think I ever had when I was playing Battlefront. CamiCat86 uh, asks, Can you say hi to my wife, Sarah? She got a huge laugh... Huge laugh about a clown you may know. Ha! Hello, Sarah. This is your shout-out. Ah! Sarah! There's your shout-out. I can't do shout-outs for everybody, though. Just so you know, that's the only, maybe I can only do one shout-out per podcast or live stream. Because otherwise, the whole thing, just like I said about encouraging behavior, everybody will want a shout-out. You want a shout-out? Ask a question. So there's there's the one shout-out for today. Um, Suge Polo asks, Have I traveled to Italy? Just curious, since you have Italian roots. Have not. Uh, I, I don't know if I've really had a direct opportunity. I'd probably take advantage of it if it turned out to be the right one. Uh, but I, I have not. I'm not much of a traveler. I'm, I'm more of a homebody than anything. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't plan on changing that uh, anytime soon. Ads, a uh, sub of mine on Twitch, asks, uh, did you ever get a chance to try Battlefront 2? I did not. I missed the beta uh, window. Too busy. Uh, with other stuff, um, but I'm very much looking forward to playing Battlefront 2. Probably will be happening on a PS4, because that's where my brother's game, and I'd like to be able to play with them. Although I do think I'm probably going to be in story mode more than online gameplay mode. I know that's, you know, fantastic for other people, but I need to go at my own pace, uh, and, and I'm fine with uh, doing it that way. So if you want to see me doing story mode like that and streaming it onto to YouTube, uh, thank you. And of course, the nice thing about doing it on YouTube is that as much as I don't think I can pull up Discord chat that way, what I may end up doing is uh, figuring out a computer configuration or a setup wherein I can look at Discord chat or watch Discord chat from my position in bed or wherever. Um, I won't be able to, from the PS4, live stream my face as easily. I have to sit closer to the screen. But then I'd be able to watch Discord chat and then also the Super Chat and regular chat on YouTube. That's the thing about managing multiple chat rooms. But, you know, I definitely want to elevate the, the conversation around the, those who are watching me by way of Discord. Uh, but again, uh, using YouTube as the, the vehicle, I think, is, is, is good for a few different reasons. Uh, Battlefront 1 does not have a story mode to clarify, uh, uh, Tony. And thank you again for your support on, on Patreon, Tony. <clears throat> I know that there's a, a lot that you could be doing, and I know I don't really have a specific formula for the podcast. It's just something that people have asked me to do. Happy to do it. Um, TLDR, if I can remember to do it, I always seem to have to remember to do it because I don't always remember to do it, uh, is a unique value as a podcast to patrons. TLDR, streamed live in video, 
on the Locker Gnome YouTube channel. I have to remember to download the MP3 and then upload that as the podcast exclusive for the patrons. Sometimes I need to be reminded of things. That would be one of those things that I will need to be reminded of. If that's a value to you, I will remember it. I need to re- actually hang on. This is how I get things done. You know, hey, well, Chris, what app do you use to remember to do things? A uh, little green sticky. TLDR podcast. Oops. So that way you can get an audio version of the video version. That's a That will be a, a patron exclusive there. That little sticky will annoy the hell out of me until I take care of it. <clears throat> Cat 86 asks, have the new glasses coating stressed... Ha! Let me try that again. Has the new glasses coating stressed your eyes at all? I don't know if I'll know for another two weeks. Um, I don't know if I feel more tired or more fatigued than before. I can tell you that I'm seeing things a lot more clearly than I could before. Uh, at a distance as well as up close. Uh, they've been nice. They've been wonderful. I'm very, very happy to have them. So uh, I don't think they've stressed me yet. Apart from the 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 period of, of, of time to adjust to them, um, I I know that some things have been somewhat different. Like I'll see like specks of of, of blue because I've got the, the 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 blue or the the blue light rejection, the anti reflective coating on it. Uh, but that's that's it's not a big deal. That's fine. I can deal with that. In fact, I would say that my white balance, like my eyes now, are almost um, uh, uh, accustomed to it. But it's 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 a reddish hue. If anything, the blue is rejected. But not, you know, to, to, to the point of detriment. Uh, we've got another question. The Tennessee Stud. Thank you for subbing to me, the Tennessee Stud. He must be the Tennessee Stud because that's his handle. Do you think Luke will go full gray Jedi in The Last Jedi? It's interesting. He is in the villain position on the new poster. You know, I, I like the, uh, the, the ambivalence. Uh, or, I'm sorry, the ambiguousness. Man, I keep doing that. Why do I keep screwing up those words? I know the definitions. I think he is full gray. Outright. Oh, why did you have to do this to me? Hang on. Ads in Discord chat just posted a screenshot of the Battlefront 2 PS4 Pro. I have the Darth Vader one. Oh, but man, I want that one even more. Oh, it's too much money, man. What would I do with my old PS4 anyway? I'd have to sell it. I don't know, dude. I don't know if it's worth the upgrade. I don't know. Man, that looks nice. Oh, oh, I really like that a lot. But I, I don't know if I can justify the upgrade. Ooh, I don't have enough rooms to accommodate all the PS4s. Ooh, I don't want more than one PS4. Ooh, first world, first world problems. First world problems. Big Crazy Man 1 asks a question. Chris, as of right now, which one do you recommend? The Pixel 2 or the Pixel 2 XL? Uh, well, if you're asking me at a distance, I'm going to recommend the Pixel 2. The Pixel 2 is what I said. If you want to know why, you should listen a little more to the things I will be saying in TLDR in the coming days, weeks, or whatever, around my experience with the Pixel 2 and the Pixel 2 XL. We've hit about a half hour, and that's when I want to wrap things up. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in. You know where you can go to sub or to be a patron. I appreciate all the interactivity. i got to move on and eat a dinner because I am hungry. I love you. I appreciate you. But at this point, I'm going to leave you to your own devices. May the Force be with you.